0: G'day everyone, Dylan from the News Fighters podcast here, and I bet you hate ads as much as I do. So if you want to get rid of all the ads in the News Fighters podcast, including this one, sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com newsfighters, where you'll get every episode ad-free, sometimes released early, and monthly bonus episodes, all for as little as $6 a month. So join now at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Now, on with the show.
2: You're listening to the Sans Pants Network,
0: home of comedy, (laughs)
2: culture, adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan.
0: Yes, hello everyone, welcome to News Fighters, I'm your host Dylan Bain, the Stephen Jones... Of news comedy. Let me just click my chair in. Now, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, it's budget night tonight. This is the sixth budget or mini budget I've covered over the last uh, 115 episodes of News Fighters, and I have to say, I why do I do this to myself? It's it's currently it's 1 a.m. I'm recording this. I've been I I stay up all night making this stupid budget show. Why? Why do I do this? Why do I do <laughs> why do I do this? Where's the Where's the budget payout for uh, wacky clips podcasters? Where's that in the Where's that item line in the budget? Yeah, I mightn't be excited, but I'll tell you, I was excited. The new Channel Nine chief political correspondent, Charles Croucher.
1: Happy budget
3: day! <laughs> Happy budget day, Ali. We love it, don't
0: we? Hey, stop stealing my sound effects, Charles <laughs> Croucher. Anyways, in the lead up to the budget, there was a lot of uh, hearsay and rumours about exactly what kind of a budget it might be.
3: Jim Chalmers says this will be a no frills budget. A labour budget. But this is a weird budget. This will be a family friendly budget. Family friendly budget. A bread and butter budget. A bread and butter budget. A pretty
0: standard Bread and butter budget. Yes, a bread and butter budget, but just don't expect to be able to afford
3: bread or butter in the coming months.
2: The Treasurer is warning of substantial consequences to the economy from the latest floods to hit parts of the country.
3: We know that the price of basic groceries and food uh, will go up. Fruit and vegetable prices are predicted to surge by 8% over the next two quarters. Or toast for that matter.
2: Power prices are going up drastically.
0: Electricity prices are forecast to rise by 20% this year and another 30% next year. So if the cost of living prices spiralling out of control, why didn't this left-wing Labor government just, you know, give us money to help us? Well, it turns out they'd rather fight inflation. If you go
3: back to the cupboard and start handing out money, it's going to fuel inflation. That makes things harder again. We're not spraying money around because that would be counterproductive when it comes to our inflation challenge. We're in an inflationary hole, and and so we need to stop digging. To ensure that we don't add to the inflation dragon. Ooh, there's an inflation dragon. Is there any chance we can get it to, like, breathe fire, to,
0: like, heat up our homes or make electricity? Is Is there much meat on the inflation dragon? Is there any chance we could cook it and eat it? Yes, if you didn't know who that was, that was new Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones there. Yes, I've never heard of him either. Uh, who also had this uh, funny little
3: soundbite in the lead up to the budget. A responsible, steady, staid budget tomorrow night. Um, if uh, commentators are looking for firecrackers and razzmatazzes, um, they'll be disappointed. Typical of this Labor government, they find extra money for the ABC, but not extra
0: money for razzmatazzes. This doesn't have its priorities right. No, Stephen Jones was right, though. Just have a listen to uh, Jim Chalmers' delivery as he gave his uh, first ever budget speech on Tuesday night. Neil, I think you'll find it, uh, it really lacked
3: razzmatazz. Speaker, we now confront the prospect of a third global downturn in a decade and a half. <laughs> Australians know that a complex combination of challenges at home and abroad is pushing up the cost of living. <laughs> Australians know that there are hard days to come and hard decisions to accompany them. And this budget makes hard decisions for hard times. Yes, coincidentally, hard decisions for hard times. Also,
0: my least favourite, Bob Dylan album. Oh, Jim Chalmers sounded so depressed there. It made me miss uh, uh, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg's... Uh, Overly optimistic and naively upbeat budget night delivery. Remember him?
3: Well, Australia is back in the black. A $500 million commuter car park fund. The biggest tax cuts since the Howard government. All
0: without increasing taxes. Yes, that was the 2019 budget there. Remember the good old days when budgets were just all about lies and commuter car parks? Now uh, Jim Chalmers has the audacity to tell us there's going to be a massive deficit.
3: The deficit for 2022-23 is now forecast to be $36.9 billion. An improvement of $41.1 billion.
0: Okay, but not all bad news, as you heard there. Jim Chalmers did say there had been an improvement in the budget bottom line. Now, what brought that
3: about? $150 billion extra revenue since the March budget. That's because of the war in Ukraine and high commodity prices. To be clear, we're benefiting off the back of Putin's war on Ukraine. It is very welcome uh, that we've got this near-term boost in revenue coming from higher commodity prices. Yes, breaking.
0: Jim Chalmers loves war. How good is war, says Jim Chalmers for the economic bottom line. Yeah, wartime. Yes, that's right. With tens of billions of dollars of extra money coming in, you'd think maybe a Labor government would like to, you know, give us some to help with the cost of living. No, no. They'd rather pay down the debt. The Treasurer has decided to bank almost all that extra money, meaning compared with the March budget, net debt will be nearly $100 billion less in four years' time. But don't worry, it's not all going towards something stupid and frivolous like paying down the debt. Some of it's going towards increased welfare payments.
3: As costs rise across the country tonight, confirmation some pensions and payments for job seekers are set for their biggest jump in 30 years to keep up with inflation. So an extra $33 billion on pensions and payments, about a third of that is the age pension, another third of that is job seeker. Uh, These are the consequences of a high inflationary environment on the budget. Wow, an extra $33 billion for welfare
0: recipients. Surely this means the Labor government is committed to now uh, lifting a job seeker above the poverty line, right? Advocates say the CPI fails to
2: keep up with cost of living increases for things like food and housing. Lee relies on a $334 per week job seeker payment. That's way below the $616 per week Henderson poverty line. Ah,
0: sorry, job seeker recipients. Better luck next Labour government. Yes, turns out the only way you can actually afford to buy bread and butter... If you're receiving money from the government, is if you're receiving paid parental leave, which has been
3: expanded. Tonight, our Labor government delivers the biggest expansion of paid parental leave since its creation. Yeah. This budget invests more than $530 million to progressively scale up the scheme, reaching six months' paid leave. In 2026.
0: They're also scaling it up to make rich people be able to get it.
2: Households earning up to $350,000 will be able to access the support.
0: Eligibility will also be expanded with the introduction of a $350,000 family income test. Now, before you get outraged here that rich people are going to be getting paid parental leave, think about Labor's strategy for a minute. Uh, they're actually doing a kind of sociological experiment where rich couples who are used to living on three hundred fifty grand a year, one of them is suddenly, if they get paid parental leave, going to be living off the minimum wage because the paid parental leave... Payment is the minimum wage. So maybe Labour's game here is to encourage the minimum wage to go up by having these bosses have to live off the minimum wage for six months. I think this is the strategy. And, hey, Labor, while we're talking about universal paid parental leave, is there any chance you could also give us some universal paid sick leave so we don't have to go to work next time we get COVID? The Prime Minister says we can't afford to pay people that don't have sick leave any longer. No? Okay, fine then. <coughs> Anyway, surely expanding paid parental leave to six months must make it one of the most uh, generous schemes in the world now.
3: While six months is a major improvement, Australian families will still only have access to about half the average paid parental leave offered in the rest of the developed world.
0: Yes, and I still don't know if they're counting America as a developed country there. Uh, moving on, the uh, family-friendly budget also had a uh, another cost-of-living measure for new parents. Like its cheaper childcare policy, reducing expenses for an estimated 1.2
3: million families, costing almost $5 billion. From July next year, early childhood education and care will be more affordable for more than 1.2 million eligible Australian families who will benefit from higher subsidies.
0: And yes, everybody say it with me. Higher subsidies means higher prices. All higher subsidies is going to do is drive up prices and make the shareholders and private owners of childcare companies richer. If only there was some way we could make childcare, you know freer and more universal like you know Scott Morrison did during the pandemic.
2: All child care will be free in the latest stunning handout to get the nation through the coronavirus crisis.
0: I don't want a parent to have to choose between feeding their kids and having their kids looked after.
3: A new universal system with no fees, no gap, the government paying directly to the centres. The existing means testing arrangements are, are no longer in place. We want everyone to be able to access care who is working during this six-month pandemic.
0: Yes, Dan Tien there in uh, April of 2020, Now I don't know what's funnier there, the fact that Dan Tien said, pandemic, or the fact that... He said the pandemic would only go for six months and we probably all thought the same thing at the time. Anyways, moving on. And the next cost of living issue had to do with housing affordability. To soften the economic blow with a new policy for affordable housing, committing $350 million for the National Housing Accord, striking an agreement with governments, investors and industry. The goal to build a million new homes over five
2: years from 2024.
3: Rents are through the roof and many families are struggling to keep up. Supply hasn't kept up with demand, which means too many struggle to live close to where they work. Too many are stuck on waiting lists for social housing. And for too many, the great Australian dream of home ownership seems completely out of reach. How good is it to have a treasurer
0: around about my age who treats housing affordability as a quality of life and cost of living issue and not an investment portfolio issue? Uh, So what are you going to do, Jim
3: Chalmers? With the Housing Australia Future Fund, building 30,000 new social and affordable homes in its first five years.
0: All right, well, it's good to start somewhere, but currently the uh, waiting lists for social housing have surged past 175,000. So 30,000... Doesn't really get us very far. Uh, Next Jim Chalmers talked about is a new housing accord
3: uh, that is developed with the states. The ambition of this accord is big and it's bold. It's an aspiration to build 1 million new, well-located homes over five years from 2024. Most of this supply...
0: Yes, Jim Chalmers received his sole round of applause during his budget speech for an aspiration. Well, I just want to take this opportunity to announce that I have an aspiration uh, to climb Mount Everest, lose 10 kilos and become a billionaire. Round of applause, please. (coughs) Anyways, moving on. And of course, uh, the Liberal budgets were always famous for their infrastructure spending, usually... uh, change rooms and car parks. Uh, the, the infrastructure spending in this budget was a little bit different, however.
3: More than $2 billion set aside for Victoria's suburban rail loop, $1 billion for New South Wales, including high-speed rail between Sydney and Newcastle. Yes, that's right, infrastructure
0: spending for this thing called public transport. Of course, the Liberals were against it.
3: The opposition claims it's politically motivated to help Victorian Premier Dan Andrews
0: re-election
2: next month. The, you know, the, the big-ticket item, that $2.2 uh, billion that's going to the suburban rail loop in Victoria, uh, you know, on Daniel Andrews' election wish list. But the $2.2 billion out-of-suburban Mm-hmm. Rail loop in Melbourne, that's not responsible,
3: doesn't pass a cost benefit analysis, not recommended by Infrastructure Australia, condemned by the Auditor General in Victoria. These are not the sort of projects that make sense.
2: They promised prior to the election that their spending would be quality spending, but this belies that.
3: Of course you don't think
0: it's quality spending because the Liberals have never caught public transport since Malcolm Turnbull was Prime Minister. Even the Liberal government in New South Wales was angry.
1: The coalition-led state allocated a billion dollars for infrastructure projects in the upcoming federal budget. The Labor government in Victoria handed two and a half times that. Anthony Albanese is
2: shortchanging New South Wales, taking money out of our infrastructure program. New
3: South Wales has been dudded by the federal Labor government.
0: Of course New South Wales is angry with only receiving a billion dollars in funding. In Sydney, that's only enough to acquire like five studio apartments, I think. The final cost of living measure, I thought, was actually a very good idea. This budget
3: also makes medicines cheaper by slashing the PBS maximum general co-payment to $30 a script from the 1st of January next year, saving up to $12.50 per script for about 3.6 million Australians every year.
0: I know every couple of years when I do my throat in from shouting at Wacky Clips and I have to go get a prescription, I'm like, holy crap, how do people afford multiple of these year round? So uh, I'm going to give Labor a point for this. One point. That's a good one.
3: Anyways, in conclusion, uh, the cost of living measures in this budget were this. Cheaper childcare, expanding paid parental leave, cheaper medicines, more affordable housing and getting wages moving again.
0: Yes, very targeted cost of living measures there that uh,
3: left a lot of people out, as the media noticed. For workers who don't have small children, the outlook is pretty crook, frankly. Uh, there is no real help if you don't have a child that needs childcare. The losers, and there's lots of them, households, workers.
0: Wow, households and workers? That's pretty much everybody by my count. Shadow Liberal Treasurer Angus Taylor criticised the budget by saying, "Uh, what is Jim Chalmers doing? He told them the truth about how bad things are? How dare he? Doesn't he know he's meant to lie
3: and uh, spin a fairy tale like we did the whole time we were in government? You've got a position here... Laura, where where Labor has inherited a remarkably strong economy and all they're telling us is they're going to take it over a cliff. At the moment, all we're getting is doom, gloom, commentary and forecasting. That's not what we need. We need a plan. They're putting up the white flag. They're driving the economy off a cliff uh, and that's incredibly disappointing given the strength of what they inherited. I'm seeing from the the, uh, Treasurer, doom, gloom, forecasting, commentary. But responsibility?
0: No. And then Deputy Liberal Leader Susan Lee was like, "Uh, this budget's not left-wing enough.
1: Just looking at my communities, so many rural and regional communities that live on low and fixed incomes, unless they know that they have a government that's got their back when it comes
2: to their energy prices, this budget will leave them behind. And Anthony Albanese
1: promised, he promised, that he would leave no one behind. And five to six months in, millions and millions of Australians are being left behind.
0: I have to say, my absolute favourite thing about whenever the Liberals are in opposition is watching them scramble to pretend they care about normal, everyday working people. Oh, what a sight to behold. It's just glorious, isn't it? Almost as glorious as Jim Chalmers' rebuttal. I won't be taking lectures on the budget from the dregs of a former government. So what could be done uh, to repair this budget? Well, it turns out it's pretty easy, according to the media. You just get rid of the stage three tax cuts, get rid of uh, super tax concessions and uh, and uh, tax mining more.
2: Tax experts say tweaking the controversial stage three tax cuts and a windfall tax on gas and iron ore could slash the deficit by half.
3: There are calls to unwind, wind back superannuation tax tax concessions. They've become so generous they're on course to overtake the cost of the age pension by about 2040. Well they can repair the entire budget with just a
0: few little tweaks that would be unfair to rich people. Not on your life says Labor.
1: We have not changed our position on stage three.
3: I've Always been a man of my word. There's no change to our policies. There's no change to our policies. There, there is no same changes to our policies. Well, we have not
1: changed our position.
0: Mind you, I have to say, Susan Lee did remind me of an interesting point that Anthony Albanese always used to make on the campaign trail.
1: I have uh, two simple philosophies that I have, and in part that drives me uh, every day. One is no-one left behind, but also no-one held back in delivering a better future when where no-one has held back And no one is left behind. Of course, what we
0: didn't realise at the time is that the people he doesn't want to hold back are parents earning $350,000 a year, rich people who want tax cuts, private childcare companies and fossil fuel companies who are funding all these entitlements. With tens of billions of dollars pouring in from mining companies, you think this government could at least afford a bit of... Firecrackers and razzmatazzers. Or at least give people doing it tough some... Mm -hmm. Bread and butter. All right, everybody, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks for listening to my sixth ever budget rap episode. I don't know if they get easier or better every year, but I hope you found it a little bit informative and funny. Anyways, and a big thank you to uh, my new Patreon supporter, CJ. You should be like CJ and uh, sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters, where we have a full... Bonus twenty-two minutes September video bonus episode. That's like a whole News Fighters of all random funny clips. It's a great thing. It's all video, and also coming out soon. I'm going to have uh, the October bonus episode, uh, which I think uh, is going to be me talking about uh, Rishi Sunak uh, and uh, the retirement of Brad Hazard the New South Wales Health Minister. I'll, I'm not going to say anything more, but tune into the bonus episode. Uh, to hear me talking about that. And also coming up on the bonus episodes, I'm going to finally be releasing the original News Fighters pilot episodes never before released uh, that I recorded uh, in January uh, 2019. Uh, so please join me on the Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters for that great bonus content. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at News Pod. Hit follow and subscribe on YouTube or your podcasting app you're listening to us on right now. Um, and uh, don't forget you can also buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com newsfighters and to hear about new episodes we have a uh, uh, mailing list that's free it's at newsfighters.com alright happy budget this night everyone
2: this is newsfighters where we fight the news so you
3: don't have to during this six month pandemic